So am I going to have to look at this fucking bear? Because this is going to be a problem for me. My kids were asking a lot of questions about about the bear. They were very confused and a little disturbed. That bear's dead, hollow eyes are just staring <laughs> fucking into your soul. Oh no! He just wagged his finger at you. That's the that's my matumbo right there. No 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the real goal, that we get far enough along that we can justify having a live show. We're going to have to get Andrew a bear outfit like that now. I'd be so for it. He's like the dead mouse of D&D. Is that hey. what <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme the Loot Podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast, whose live stream now features the most unsettling Care Bear stare of all time. My name's Turner, I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre-, mid-, and post-show announcements, and I can neither confirm nor deny the accusations that we stole an animatronic robot from the Country Bear Jamboree to play the role of Andrew on this podcast. Our representation has advised us to make no further comments regarding the bear at this time. Episode 32. Will the guys finally get out of the swamp? Dear God, I hope so. Coming up with this many swamp references for titles is completely mucking up production. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedules. And a special thank you to our patrons whose investment helps the show improve and helps us offer even more content. Be sure to hang out after the episode to find out exactly what rewards they're getting besides a very well-justified sense of moral superiority. Quick reminder, Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly podcast due to a mix of profanity, fantasy, violence, gore, and crude humor. Any specific content warnings will be in the show notes below. And once again, just want to remind everybody that despite all the good news we've had with vaccination rates coming up lately, COVID is still an issue. Omicron is not just a Futurama reference. So, as we get into this holiday season and people are traveling more, hey, get vaccinated if you haven't. Get your booster if you can. Get your kids vaccinated. Wear a mask. It doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's your chance. All right, let's start the show. And we're back with the party of five. I'm Harlan playing Tide, the Tiefling, a.k.a. Key to the O-Double-D, a.k.a. Entire We Trust, a.k.a. your favorite bounty on the favorite bounty hunter, a.k.a. the swashbuckler that will buckle your mother. And there you go. Rude. Yeah. This is Andrew playing Moyle Mossberg. And uh, all I have now are my cropinies and my word. <laughs> and I don't break them for no one. You don't break your micropanies? I don't think you can get the grip on micropanies to get the leverage. It's the biggest problem with that. <laughs> pretty, pretty hard to break when it's not short. <laughs> Feathers are in the way. It's a lot of strength and the, and the, uh, the girth and the, the lack of length. <laughs> it's dense. It's, it's like a dwarf star down there. It's very heavy. It's very heavy. <laughs> I got tungsten balls. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, hey, it's Jamie uh, playing Eldrin Thaneros, the ranger who shoots. Uh, give me the loot. Really? Are you taking over Jazz's uh, corniness, or is that, that was- what the fuck? What the 
son of a bitch. I will fuck you up. All right. All right. That was um that was a thing that happened. This is Jazz playing Fate, the fireball that spits more hot fire. The fireball. The <laughs> wizard that spits more hot fire than Dive It was almost good. It was almost good. It was almost good. It was almost good. <laughs> it feels like the, like you had a mission statement. You just didn't do a great job articulating it. Yeah. Yep. I got distracted by somebody. <laughs> and this is Anthony playing Baba Tunde. All right. All right, picking up where we left off, guys. We are in the fifth day of your journey through the swamp. Your first couple of days, first day went pretty well. Second day, you ran into a few more problems. Third day, a few more problems. But it was really day four where you guys hit your biggest obstacle, or we should say that biggest obstacle hit Moyle. After experiencing some increasingly strange conditions in the swamp, from flamingo vortexes to Sergeant Pepper bullywugs to tears in the fabric of reality, you guys finally were able to find a secure little island in a stand of mangroves to camp for the night where you found a magical pool and some mushrooms which made you bigger or smaller but also a magical pool which took Moyle Mossberg now bereft of all his items and gear due to an encounter with some Githyanki pirates covered in a coat of glowing golden feathers like a raving big bird. (laughs) And that's where we'll pick off on day five as you guys head deeper into the swamps under the direction of the Wayfinder that you pulled out of the Winamajo heading towards Moyle's stabilizing agent. So who is our guide for day five? I think I should get another shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not Moyle. Mm-hmm. Not after not after his nope. fiasco. His decision making skills have definitely it's been under question the whole time, but we we got the answers. <laughs> My decision making skills are great. <laughs> I got a I got a flamingo for a friend. Had. I met some miniature dragonborns, aka kobolds. You had some hammers too. Had. Where'd your hammers go? They'll be back. I don't know if that's the case. I, uh, I hold out my uh, my arm to try and grab the North South, the brothers' hammers. Oh, no. And uh, and quickly reminded that you need one to get the other. <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah. laughs> that's right. Would they would they have been in the baggie, though? Or did he have... No, just... he brought all his hammers with him. The only thing that he left back at the Winamajo was baggy under baggy's request. And thank God for that. Or that would have been a whole hostage situation that we would have had to have dealt with. And that would have been... Okay. That would have been really rough. Did you also say the you have a flamingo or you had? Had. Okay. Okay. Just making sure you're aware. Yeah, we, we left he, that flamingo. Uh, just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that flamingo is, is a pirate now. <laughs> that flamingo <laughs> is an interdimensional pirate. It's gone from shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, the, the, ca- the captain will most likely kill him in the morning. Most likely. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Most likely. <laughs> Well, we know that Dread Githyanki Roberto oh, wow. does not take prisoners. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Amazing. I got to write that shit down. Now, Dread Githyanki Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've named him, he's got to fucking show up. Fuck. As you wish. <laughs> that was good. Uh, all right. So... Then in that case, Eldrin, give me your first survival roll for the day. All right. Just to refresh on the mechanic, you have to get three successes on escalating difficulty survival rolls to navigate your way successfully through the swamp. You guys are fairly deep into the center of the southern fens at this point. 
Again, the swamp transitioned from the mangrove swamps to closer to the coast through a pine bog as you moved further inland. And now you guys are very heavily into the cypress and willow expanses of continuing pools of shallow waters. The majority of your travel at this point is by canoe, but there will be some isolated pockets of land from time to time that you guys have to pick up the canoes and kayaks and carry over. But for the most part, you guys are traveling by boat throughout the day, depending upon how these survival roles go. So give me your first one. Okay, we got 18. Ooh, nice. And 18 will be a success. So go ahead and give me a D20 roll. Uh, 15. Uh, give me another D20 roll. Oh, man. Too many rolls. It's pressure. I'm using all my good rolls now. Oh, let's see a two. That's not good. Ooh. I mean, you got all these rolls because clearly somebody's paying the tolls. So you guys are paddling along in the kayaks and the canoes. At a certain point, you've reached a drier portion of the swamp and have had to hoist everything up and start carrying everything. In the distance, you see a small village of about 15 huts that looks like an older fishing village that has seen better days. These are crude mud and reed huts with thatched roofs. There are several docks which extend out over into the little stream that runs by the village. Um, Not wide enough for a canoe, but uh, apparently wide enough to provide some kind of fishing resource or or food resource for the village. To slightly to the east of it, there are some wildly overgrown remains of what looked like might have been some rice paddies, but you can see some gear, like some fishing poles and tackle boxes, some nets strung up on the side, but you don't see any people. Uh, how many huts are there? 15. I'm glad somebody was paying attention. Yeah, sorry. So 15. Do you guys want to check out this village? You want to go around it? Around it? Does it seem worth investigating? <laughs> around it? Let's see if we can get some um, some food, maybe. Didn't we just rest? Elgin, what do your elf eyes see? Can I do a investigation or insight check to see if there's any sort of sign of danger? <laughs> yeah, investigation would mean that you'd have to kind of go up and, yeah. and poke around the village a little bit. Mm-hmm. Insight would be um, to judge somebody's actions. Perce- I'll let you do a perception roll. Perception? Yeah, okay, here we go. 13. Okay. With a 13, you get the impression that despite the fact that it doesn't look like things have been upkept very well, that there are still some signs of habitation. Like you can see uh, some tracks kind of trudging through from one hut to the other that appear to be made by humanoids of some kind. But all the day-to-day accoutrement of the village looks fairly disused. Like there are clothes hanging out on clotheslines, but they all look like they've been through several several weeks worth of weathering. Like you can, it looks like somebody like hung them up there out of habit and then left them there and just hasn't thought to go back and get them out of need for some reason. The same thing with the fishing gear. The same thing with several carts that sit at the edge of the village that might have been used to haul tools out to the rice paddy or the or the crop back in itself. I say we just walk on through. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could walk through. Just something weird's going on here. I don't know. It seems like people have been missing for a bit. So just keep your eyes open. Do we have to walk through this place to get from plan part A to B? Because that's the case. Let's just go on through. So if you guys want to just completely circum, circumvent going through the village, you'll have to do an additional survival success. If, you, if you're going to go far enough around to completely go, I mean, because this is the, the area that Eldrin has mapped out 
to be the safest path based on where the wayfinder is pointing you currently. You guys can go out and arc around it. Mm -hmm. But again, because of the changing nature of the the swampy terrain, it'll add another roll to your requirement to make it through the day. Mm. Nah. We could go on through. Burn it all down. I could just burn the entire village down. Whoa. No? We're just going straight to... No? That That sounds like arson. Too much? Okay. That seems a little unnecessary. Dude, burn it all down. Does anybody hear that? <laughs> Is that Crystal? Uh, <laughs> Put some thoughts in there, bud? No. Bathe in the flames. <laughs> okay. I was just making a suggestion. All right. Uh, well, I think we can avoid the potential, you know, mass homicide for a little bit. I, I thought the place seems deserted. It seems, seems deserted. That doesn't mean anything. Let's take a closer look. Oh, all right. Well, closer look. Let's not look anywhere. Let's just go through the village. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, let's go. And if we see anything iffy when we get closer, we'll find it then. Fair enough. So. Listen, if someone jumps out and tries to surprise me, we just get to stabbing. It seems simple to me. I think that's fair if they try to jump out oh. at you. Oh. Uh, I see. He says the guy who's the ranger, he needs to be like, I see uh, 50 feet away for it to be. I got you. I see what you're trying to do. I see what you I got you. Lead you through safely. Yes. That's what I'm trying to do. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. So what's our verdict, gang? Are we going through? We'll go around. Todd, you go first. All right. So what's our marching order and formation as you guys are going through? You said we can't go through with on the boats. We have to get out. The land has dried up enough to where you guys are, are carrying the kayaks and the canoe. Again, that little stream that runs kind of all by it that the docks seem to extend out over definitely is deep enough to support some very, very light fishing, but wouldn't even support the kayaks. Okay. I'll go first. Fate's going to walk yeah. behind Baba. It's more of a crick than a creek. Oh, a more of a creek than a stream. Less of a stream than a river. I'll take the back because Moyle can't take nothing. So he, he, he just, he's weaponless pretty much. He's got his fist. I, I got... I'll take the he's got, he's got spells. Oh, he does have spells. Uh, no, don't don't talk about that. I mean, it felt really nice for him to say... Uh, to, to be there for me. To be my knight in training armor. He made me feel small, like a damsel in distress. You are the one with the shining armor, sir. So, all right. So Todd's bringing up the rear. Run, run, run me through again. So Baba, Fate, Eldrin, Moyle, Todd. Anytime we have to give marching order, I'm always. Todd, and you guys are just straight lining it, or what's the formation? Uh, uh yeah, I mean, is I guess we can spread out. Can, can we go flying V a la Maidu Ducks? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yes, you absolutely can. In fact, now you have <laughs> to. So we'll put Baba at the front, Fate and Eldrin on the left and right wing, and then Todd and Moyle yeah. on the left and right tail. All right, so you guys flying V into the village, and everybody give me perception checks. Quack, quack. <laughs> 16. Wait, which role are we doing? I'm sorry, I was distracted. I distracted, I distracted myself. No, no worries. I like where you were going with that. Not, not very perceptive. To no one's surprise. <laughs> you didn't do your perception check, did you? You did. Yep, I did. Oh yeah, where's, where's Baba's? Here it goes. Okay, Oof. so everybody except for Todd. Oh no. Because <laughs> it's not a tough check. As you guys move into the village, you can hear... 
the shutters, not shutters because they're fucking huts, but like you can hear a, a leather window flap covering drop back into place as somebody who was inside one of the huts that was peeking out stops watching you and crouches down. You definitely get the sense that you're being watched. You can see like a set of glowing eyes or two peer out from behind doors. But as you get closer, you hear them. And again, not slam shut because these are reed huts, but you know, click clack shut. And they sound like something is being scooted in front of the door. Uh, generally, uh, sounds of a, a, a scared people watching this burly group of heavily armed weirdos wander into their village with their giant duck and kind of take defensive positions or, or seem to be hunkering down a little bit. Do they seem like they're taking defensive positions or that they're just scared? It's not like a row of pikemen have shown up in the street, but you you do, like I said, you do hear one of the doors slam shuts and it sounds like somebody's maybe dragging a table in front of it to to kind of bar it shut. Because again, these are very simple, isolated swamp fishing village hut. But no, there's no nobody coming out and making any threatening gestures. What kind of species would live in in a a swamp hut like this? Say glowing eyes. I don't know. Give me a nature check, Moyle, or a history check since you're from the area. That's a strong 10. Okay. Are they the kobolds? Let me get down to the southern fans and I'll tell you what lives in it. Well, we know turtles and we know dragonborn and we know dwarves. But what else lives in the southern fens? Did we get jumped by? We got jumped by kobold, didn't we? No. No, it was. We did get jumped by kobold. And some frog guys. That's who we got jumped by. Frog guys are what jumped us, yeah. Humans, half elves, dragonborn, stilt dwarves, lizard folks, tabaxi, triton, tortle, yanti, kobolds, goblin, and I'm sorry, kobolds and goblins. We're tritons. Would we be able to have any idea by how high up the eyes were? Not from the glimpse that you got. I, I can tell you from the dimensions of the hut uh, doorways um, and the general structure, you would you could pretty much scratch out kobolds and goblins for sure. Mm. So given the weird nature of all the stuff we've encountered thus far, face looking for signs of magic. Like a sign that says this is magical or what is it? No, just like, you know. <laughs> magic right here. Magic. Right, right. So it's or, it's or maybe one that says do you believe in magic? Are you looking for a young girl's heart, Fate? Because this shit just got dark real quick. Oh, no. Are you looking for any kind of magic or just magic objects like magic carpets? Um, you know, just the magic that was within us from the beginning. Um, no. <laughs> Maybe if you tasted that leather flap over one of the windows, you could get a better feel for what was going Lick the flap! Give me an arcana check. Uh, there. Okay, guy. 14. Seems like a creepy village. Mm. All right. <laughs> well, fate's bored and ready to leave. Let's keep moving. Yeah, I mean... Seems like the kind of village you would spell with an eight. Oh, no. No, it's not, 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 not that creepy. Werewolves? So you guys are just going to head out? Yeah, just keep yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't need to stop here. Let's, let's move. Then you guys shuffle out and Jamie, give me your second survival roll for the day. All right. Well, that was uneventful. Easy peasy. All right. Uh, yeah, well, sometimes the shit's more scared of you than you are of it. 25. So give me another d20 roll. A 13. Ooh. All right. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad it came up, man, because I, it, you know, my childhood demanded that this appear at some point during any kind of swamp adventure. Oh, no. So you guys are trudging along 
that little creek that runs by the fishing village extends forward, slowly getting wide enough to go from a creek to a creek, from a creek to a stream, from a stream to a small river. And you guys are able to boat up again for a good two or three hours before having to debark and start to huck the kayak and canoe overheading in. But you're not on fully solid ground. You're very much into a an inky bog. And the, the air thickens with a uh, deep and dismal vapor that seems to hang loosely over the, the bog, despite the fact that you are nearing towards midday. And as you move forward into the next portion of it, you realize you have wandered into a patch of quicksand. <laughs> what? So give me strength checks. Betray you. <laughs> Goddamn eggplant. How quick did we realize that we were in, like, did we all just drop in at the same time or did one person get it first and I made a super athletic jump? It, no, it seems like the quicksand swarmed up around you. You guys are trudging along and you're in this bog and there's that low mist and that's probably what caused you not to notice the difference in the texture of the swamp, that kind of creeping mist that's hanging over it. So you guys are wading through uh, shin deep muck as you're going through here. And as you travel forward, right as the par entire party gets fully committed, that's when Jamie realizes, hey, I've gone from shins to thighs. And wait a minute, this, is, this isn't just the area getting deeper. This is me sinking. Shins and thighs, me oh my. And at which point he turns around to tell you guys. Uh, we, 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 it's quicksand. It's quicksand, everybody. Oops, I'm drowning. <laughs> so we'll do this. Jamie, give me a D4 roll. Oh, okay. A two. So we're going to say you're about three feet in. And then were you guys still doing the flying V or what was the what was the formation? The flying V is our offensive position. We were just moving. I think it's a sinking L at this point. <laughs> so you guys were single file then? Yes. All right. Then in that case, Baba is the one three feet deep, which would then put fate. Can I roll my own D4? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this is going to be worse because I asked. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Two is a nice. Uh, see. Could roll a one possibly. Nope, nope, okay. You are waist high, so let's say you're... See? Yeah, let's say you're waist high. I'll give you... How tall is Baba? He's 6'5". All right, so yeah, we'll say he's about waist deep, so about three feet. Three and a half, which I'm going to round down for three. And then Fate will put it two, Eldrin at two, Moyle at one, and Todd at one at the rear. Let's, uh, let's just go in marching order. Baba, you realize you are sinking, that the ground underneath your feet has shifted from just being bog to something else that almost seems to swirl and grasp at your feet and slowly be dragging you downward. And there's a little bit of a sense of hopelessness associated with it. So what's, uh, what's, what's a Baba do? I am using my action to turn on my yikula to keep it from, keep myself from moving downward. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Yeah, that absolutely works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Baba creates a chin-up bar. <laughs> are you doing it vertically or horizontally? What's the, are you like, like, are you doing it in the air? Yeah, like, like, like it, like it was a, yeah, like it was a monkey bar over yeah, my I mean, head. you actually pull yourself up and sit on that and just kind of kick your feet there while yeah. you watch everybody else sing? <laughs> okay. You guys have created a, a stable point for himself. Fate, what are you doing? I'm misty stepping out. <laughs> In what direction? Um, and how far? That's a good question. 
which direction is safest. Oh, okay. Well, there's a sign <laughs> right over there. It's actually right behind the sign that says, here's the magic stuff. It <laughs> yeah. says solid ground this way. So you guys have been headed northeast. Yeah, I mean, you tell me which way you want to go, including straight up if you want, and and how many feet of the 30 feet you can do with Missy Step. Is it 30 feet? You don't have a ton of visibility with the, the fog that has crept in. I mean, it is hard to judge the quality of the ground in any direction um, because of that low-lying, low-lying mist. Fog, yeah. All right. Well, then fate's just gonna fate's gonna turn around, look at um, I believe it's Elgin who's directly behind him. <laughs> Bye. And he's just going to misty step directly back down the line as far as he can go with the full thirty feet. Is it backwards? Okay. Yeah, just like straight back the way we came. Backwards. Okay. Yeah, that'll that'll pop you out of it at this point, and then that will bring us to Eldrin. Uh, Eldrin is going to also turn around and misty step directly <laughs> out and back to Faye. He thought that was a pretty good idea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Upon realizing danger, the mage and the ranger bamf out of trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And an explosion of sheaves of paper from a book and a puff of glowing leaves. These two guys disappear. Moyle, you are sinking. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to look at my new found uh, feathers and flap my arms really hard. <laughs> Uh, to think that I might be able to fly out of there. You you don't fly. Give me another D4 roll. Oh boy. Three. All right. So, Moyo, you are now four feet deep. Oh, man. As you sink down, your efforts to flap up. You start with flapping your arms, but you've got like your hands cupped upward. You stick them down into the muck a little bit. So you're actually paddling yourself down and you sink a whopping three feet in that. How tall is Moyle? Six foot five, I think. Okay. Maybe six, three. Todd, you're up. All right. Todd's never experienced uh, quicksand being urban urban folk. Uh, he just feels something grabbing at his feet. So he does what he knows what to do. He pulls his sword out and stabs at his feet. Oh, my God. Todd, give me a D4 roll, please. <laughs> it doesn't work. It didn't, it didn't work. Okay. Give me a D4 roll. So Todd sinks another three feet as the forward momentum of stabbing down into the muck takes him an extra foot lower. <laughs> Is there a Simpsons episode where Homer like sticks his face in some quicksand to try to get his arms out or something? Because that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I will now reach down into <laughs> yeah. the quicksand and pull my feet out. With my face, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I didn't say I thrust it forward. Why do I have to? I can't just stab downwards. What? Wait, what are you stabbing into? Like you're stabbing into the ground. You stab into your feet. You have to crouch. I don't know what I'm stabbing. It feels like it feels like something has grabbed my feet and won't let go of my feet. So what would you do, unbeknownst to? You don't know what quicksand is. So I just stabbed at it underneath in the, the muck. I didn't lunge forward. So what, you gingerly did a fucking squat and then st- stabbed down? Is that? No, no. If you put your hand, if you just sit there and just stab down, don't lunge forward. You got short swords. Bro. Yeah, it's not like you're wearing a long sword. Like, yeah, guys, they are short swords. Then yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Echo go, Todd, you know, you could make me a long sword before you do this shit, right? Oh, hold on. <laughs> From underneath the muck that you're stabbing into. So yeah, three feet. How tall is Todd? Like not tall. 13 feet. 13 feet. It's a strong 5'8". 
That's right. We know he's a strong 5'8". <laughs> like 13. Todd and Moyle are four feet down. Uh, that brings us back around to Baba. Baba, what you doing? You are hanging in space, watching your boys sink. So my feet are still in the quicksand. Yeah, I mean, you're able to pull yourself up pretty easily with the, with the bar. It's, I mean, it's a strength check to kind of pull yourself out to safety. And you were barely in and you've got some, uh, like a stable point to pull yourself out with. So, yeah, you're fine. Okay, I just wasn't sure if I got to do all that in, in that single turn. Yeah, you, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Can I see, like, does this, does it look like, can I tell this quicksand from the regular ground from my vantage point now? With the mist, it's hard to see. So you know the guys teleported back 30 feet are standing on solid ground as they're, as teleport bros high-five themselves in the distance. You can definitely tell that they're on, oh. on solid ground. But give me a perception check real quick. We'll do this and we'll see if you can get a feel for... Nine. <laughs> yeah, with a nine, you can tell that right close to you, to your left, there appears to be a patch of more solid ground that you could kind of hop to with your Yikola pretty easily, but you can't really see if that sinking muck quicksand is that narrow the entire way and you guys just kind of stumbled into it or this, this magically appeared underneath you as the, because the swamp definitely took on a different quality that kind of rolled in out of nowhere. But with a nine, you can't really see for sure. I mean, you know, you could hop over and you could be safe, but you can't tell for Moyle and Todd. Well, uh, would I be able to still reach my Yikula to unlock it? Yeah, you would be able to um, total cartoon physics, unplug the Yikula and then lean over and flip it with you. Okay, yes, then I will do that. Okay, then uh, you do a kind of a vertical bar gymnast maneuver where you swing it back and forth. And then as you flip off to do the dismount, you bring the bar with you landing safely. Could I like ninja warrior that in the air and do the... Yeah, there you go. He's salmon ladder your way out of the quicksand. You know, that, I like that much better. So Baba salmon ladders his way through the air using his shikala. Give me an athletics check just for shits and giggles on that. Let's do it. 20. Bam. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's Sam and Ladders the fuck out of that thing. It is season one hero all over again. Hop your way across the uh, uh, the bog with your immovable Yikola. All right, Fate, what are you doing? Uh, first things first, I'm giving uh, Eldrin like the highest key, low key. Rest in peace to Uncle Phil. Like elf homies uh, high five because we both just immediately just dipped out of there and, you know. <laughs> That's, you know, we, we, we didn't have to say words. I teleported, he teleported. There was no, there was no communication needed. Just peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of us friend. We all friend. You dumb, I hate you. Uh, okay. okay. Anyways. <laughs> that, that wasn't supposed to be the reference, but yeah, sure. Okay. Anyways. Um, so after that, um, perhaps we should um, try and find some way to get the other two out of there? I don't know. Being that we're all tethered together, I would hate for her to suddenly be um, stuck in the mud with the two of them. Oh, what if we all just leave and we'll pop them out? I mean, is Baba close enough for us to do that? Damn it, Baba. Also, no. how fast are they sinking? Because I think we <laughs> oh, need they, they sank four feet yeah. last round. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. the amount of time it would take you to get a mile away in this terrain. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have guidance, Moyle? God dang it. 
uh, why uh, do I have guidance? Uh, no, I have blink. I was going to use blink to get out of the mud. Elgin, do you have a rope? How come no one's asking me if I have a rope? I do, and I was going to uh, see if I could either throw it out to them or shoot an arrow with the rope tied to it to try to get them. I don't know how far away. How far away are they from? You guys are 30 feet. You teleported away 30 30 feet. feet. And, And Moyle, your inventory consists of the feathers growing out of your body, a Sergeant Pepper outfit, and those mushrooms you picked. Blue Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> so he has no rope. <laughs> Everybody knows you've got no rope. Oh, I picked some mushrooms, huh? Maybe that'll get me out of this. Those mushrooms that make you either larger or smaller. I have 50 feet of rope, so can I throw the rope out to the two? Are they close enough to each other where if I threw it out, they could both grab it? You could tie a guideline to an arrow and shoot an arrow at them, and then they could use that to pull in your rope, I would say. Yes, sir. Cool. Let's do that. Okay. Roll the hit. All right. Fuck. 18? An arrow comes zinging by and lands in between Moyle and Todd. So that will take us to Moyle's turn. Um, Moyle, it looks like Eldrin is shooting at you. <laughs> hey, I already lost everything I got. I don't need you shooting at me. Take the rope. <laughs> uh, I uh, I use blink. Okay. And I blink into an ethereal plane out of the muck. So give me the spell description for blink. Uh, so... Um, Usually I would use my staff or something, but uh, I pluck I pluck uh, an armpit feather out and then I um, I peel it down and and it uh, bursts into flames and then I disappear into the ethereal plane. Okay, now now give me the actual spell description for blink. (laughs) Great color. I appreciate it. I also appreciate you going with underarm and not pubic feather, but (laughs) 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 what? You know, the only reason you can't see my cropanies right now is because it's covered in all these dense Mm. foliage of feathers. Uh, So uh, blink is uh, when you roll a d20 at the end of each of your turns for the duration of the spell. On a roll of 11 or higher, you vanish from your current plane of existence and appear in the ethereal plane. Uh, The spell fails and the casting is wasted if you are already on that plane. At the start of your next turn, and when the spell ends, if you are on the ethereal plane, you return to an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within 10 feet of the space you vanish from. So what do you need to roll to see if you go into the ethereal plane? Uh, It looks like 11 or higher. All right, so give me that roll. I got a 10. Does that hit? <laughs> I'm sorry, you just said an 11 or higher. <laughs> Moyle can only really count up to 10. Well, luckily the dice go all the way up to 20. Not your dice, but this particular dice. So, Moyle, you cast the spell, and this round do not fade into the ethereal plane. I'm sure you were expecting it. Uh, you do that thing where you go, mm. Was it the armpit hair? Maybe it's something, maybe it's something else that's supposed to pluck. Maybe you should have used the pubic feather. Give me a D4 roll. A one. There you go. You are down five feet. So got a one foot, eight inches. Todd. So got a good 20 inches. Todd's grabbing the rope. Can, Can I pull myself out or am I waiting for them to pull me out? Well, what would Todd do? Is what would Todd do the next bracelet? We know what Todd would do. Uh, in this case, stabbing didn't work, so Todd's going to go, help! Help! <laughs> <laughs> help! <laughs> help! <laughs> help! <laughs> help! please! Right. So, then, since you're asking for help, Eldrin, give me an st- athletics check instead of Todd. 
No, Jesus, help me, please. No, Jesus. Doesn't Todd have the, the proficiency in athletics now? He said strength check. He told me strength check, so I said no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do uh, do strength check. I'm sorry. You're right. Strength check. Oh, you want me to do a strength <laughs> yeah, check? Yeah, do a strength check. Since Todd said help, help uh, after he grabbed the rope. Well, so I have uh, proficiency in athletics, so I, it is better for me. To nope. Strength check is actually the correct I mechanic for quicksand. Talk myself out of a better role. Yeah. Yep. 15. All right. So you are able to haul Todd out of the quicksand behind you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you. <laughs> it brings us back up to Baba. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm standing on solid ground. You are standing on solid ground. Yeah. And you can use your Yikula as a probe to not slip back into the quicksand. And now that you guys know that it's there, those of you that have pulled yourselves out, you're able to, somewhat of Baba, tap ahead of you and, and find the edge of this thing. And it is a pretty narrow strip that does appear to have manifested around you with the fog as if the swamp itself was trying to consume you in some way or to drag you down into it. Mm. Moyle, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. While he's doing that, how close am I to Moyle? You are, I'm going to say, 15 feet away. Uh, that's a dirty 20. Okay, yeah, you shrug off the effects, Moyle. You feel the fog weighing down on you, slipping between your feathers and trying to push into your spirit. But Moyle is uh, extremely good at shaking off bad trips, and so is able to shrug off the effects. You're able to get Baba by using your Yukula as a staff to, to find your way through the solid ground to get to a point where you would be about 15 feet away from Moyle between the edge of the solid ground and where he's at. So when they, when they use the rope to pull Todd up, do they pluck the arrow as well? Or is it? Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, that arrow and the guideline is gone with Todd getting pulled out. Okay, so I'll, I'll do the same thing. Shoot an arrow to Moyle. Okay. Give me a to hit roll. And just if you roll like a five or less, I'm going to say there's a chance you actually hit Moyle. <laughs> okay. Are we are we shooting an arrow or a rope with an arrow? I'm going to have to grab it. With, I'm going to have to grab it with my teeth, right? Ooh. Oh, oh, ten. Yeah. If you would have nat one, that we would have we would have said uh, right there, right, right in his yeah, thigh. Absolutely. But no, the tin kind of slips right into the the muck next to you, Moyle. Grab the grab the arrow. Can I grab it or? With my hands now, my bird hands. <laughs> You've got hands; they're just covered in you feathers. Bird hands, <laughs> Moyle Birdman. We've got to go through Fate and Eldrin's turn before it's yours. When it gets to be your turn, you'll have that opportunity to do it. Fate, Eldrin, do you guys want to take any actions before Moyle's turn? Hmm. Uh, I'm just doing the "We're all safe over here" dance while we are safe over here. <laughs> okay. Please describe the "We're all safe over here" dance. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just kind of a shaking my my hips while waving my finger at uh oh. at Moyle. Oh. Like we're all safe. Oh, my destiny dance. Like like a pelvic rotation with your arms outstretched, wiggling your fingers like a um, yeah. My destiny dance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> right. So, Moyle, it is your turn. You've got a arrow with a rope tied on it uh, next to you. Artex, you stupid dragonborn. Artex. <laughs> I see Eldrin uh, uh, gyrating over there, and I shake my tail feather. <laughs> I can't see it. Okay. That's your turn. Are, oh. are you going to do anything else? 
Oh, and then I then I grab the uh, grab the uh, arrow with my teeth because I can't get my hands out. Right? No, you can get your hands out. (laughs) Oh, I can. It's not a tar pit. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) You grab the rope. Are you going to pull yourself out? Are you going to try and get Baba to pull you out? I'm going to try and get Baba to pull me out. I'm going to (laughs) negotiate. Should I cast Charm Person on him? Your call, buddy. Is that too many things to do? Just ask him. If you want to cast a spell at Baba, I will allow it. Yes. (sighs) Uh, Casting Charm Person. Go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw, Baba. I rolled an eight. He's been charmed. It's not. It's not just that he was willing to. He is just so thrilled that he gets to pull me out now. Baba, you're <laughs> overcome with an overwhelming sense of camaraderie with Moyle. These guys are frustrating. In a lot of ways, your your passing association with them has really wrecked your fucking life in a lot of ways. But it's not Moyle's fault. Moyle has always been there for you. Maybe not with the heels, maybe not with Bless, maybe not with Spiritual Hammer or any of the things that one would traditionally think a a cleric would do. But, you know, how many people do you meet that can poop in cubes? And give me an athletics check as you work your way on pulling him out and then tell me what words of encouragement you shout to Moyle as you pull him out. Wait, 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 wait. Fate is going to actively engage in trying to prevent Baba from pulling Moyle out of the mud right now. <laughs> what? It's not your turn. <laughs> it, I didn't get my turn. Technically, it's not my turn either. You went to Eldrin and skipped me. Well, okay, I asked you two whether or not you wanted to do anything. Nobody spoke up. And then Eldrin started dancing and you went to Baba. <laughs> Hey, well, you didn't speak up, bro. You didn't speak up. I'm speaking up now. Oh, too late. And it's too late. It's too fucking late. You give me this opportunity to get my three gold back. Todd has a turn before it's back around. I rolled a 17 on the athletic shake. So you see Baba start to draw Moyle out. Todd, do you want to do anything before it's Baba's turn fully? Uh, No. I would like to add that I rolled a nine on my athletic, so I'm just a dead fish that he's trying to pull out. Like, he's doing all the work. <laughs> you didn't need to roll anything because Baba was doing all the work. You're just hanging on as he sk- skims you out. Yeah. So I, I just want to, I just want to, you know, reaffirm that. Honestly, that was the good choice because you wouldn't have been able to pull yourself out with a nine. So I don't think you necessarily needed to charm. But what's the duration on charm there, Big Moyle? One hour. One hour. Oh, one hour. Yeah. Okay. Things will get interesting for an hour from now. Are you going to have to bodyguard him across the thing now? Like, I'm getting a big hug from Baba after, when I get out of there. Mo, you have been such such a good friend. I'm, I'm so glad that you are here. These other bums do nothing. Thank you so much. They do nothing at all. You are the greatest friend. Oh, it feels so good. I, 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 I don't Maybe we'll go mushroom picking after this. Maybe so. You, these mushrooms, they, they intrigue me. Okay. Yes, I'm really hoping that they'll make some of the smaller parts of me bigger. Oof, guys are getting really bogged down here. Let's get this moving. All right, announcements this episode. Harlan continues to pop up as a guest on the pop-up film cast. And over at Three Angry Gamers, Jamie is serving up all the video game news you could ever need. Be sure to check him out. 
We are still streaming on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube Thursdays at 7.30. Our schedule's been a little wonky as we've gotten into the holidays, so we're out of our normal rotation of content, which will kick back up at the beginning of the year. But hey, we are still there every Thursday. This week we'll be continuing and hopefully wrapping up our deep dive on feats, which apparently has turned into a month-long exploration of character customization in 5e. The easiest way to keep track of what content we're putting out there and when we're going live is to follow us over on social media at GMDLCast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but really mostly Twitter. And hey, while you're heading out into the tubes of the internet to hit us up on social media, be sure to swing by whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and rate, review, and subscribe. Look, I know everybody asked for it. It does really help shows visibilities. 40% of podcast consumers find a new podcast through their player's feed and your feedback, your reviews, all of that drive those feeds. So get out there. Apple podcast listeners, use your words, leave us a review. You might even get it read on the show. We want to hear from you. Okay, that'll do it. Back to the show. Okay, so you guys have reached the point where two two down on your survival checks. Let's go ahead and give me the third one. All right. There, Eldrin. Let's... Fucking go. LFG. 17. Ugh, that's not good enough. <laughs> it is not. Give me a D100 roll. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Um, ooh, read the last sentence on that charm person. <laughs> 55. So you guys are able to work your way out of the, the boggy pit area. Make your way down through the marshes of despair at that point And get back onto a little bit more solid footing. At this point, an hour has gone by. Baba, the charm spell wears off and you come to the creeping realization that Moyle, for some unfathomable reason, enchanted you to get you to pull him out of the mud. Where where are we now? You guys are trudging along through a low savannah. Like, have you ever seen the Florida Evergrades, that kind of low almost They're like sandbars and uh like clear water and mangroves it's not mangroves at this point it's like a, a, an open where you guys are at right now is kind of an open field like an open grassy field of that low lying marsh grass in the distance you can see another cluster of trees and another kind of larger river kind of cutting across but for right now you guys are just kind of walking through an open field how you doing good buddy listen to me moyo I, I, I need you to know something. Of course, I'm here for you. My wits are very guarded. For you to play with my mind, if you do it again, you may not see tomorrow. But you couldn't have been charmed so easily if you didn't love me to begin with. You can cast, heal me all you want. You play with my mind again, you will be separated from my companies. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no problem playing with your heart, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Oh no, not, not, not a macrophony separation. <laughs> a macrophonyectomy, if you will. <laughs> yeah. All right. As you guys uh, are moving through the grassy plain in the distance, uh, there's a, a little bit of a rise that blocks your view. And in the distance, you can hear somebody going, Oh, Chauncey, I don't know how we ended up here. We were walking through the streets one moment and then this strange mist passed over us and now we're completely lost. I don't even know how I'm going to carry this bag of coin that much further. I've been carrying it for hours. And then another voice come back and go, I don't know. 
Skip. It's quite frankly the worst experience of my life. We're lost in this strange, boggy fuck place. And it's just, this is not, this is not the London I remember. Uh, hello, chaps. No. <laughs> Chauncey, did you hear that? There's some. There's somebody yelling at us. Quick, hide. Uh, I forgot what the other guy's name was. Hold on, where did uh, I skip? <laughs> Was it Skip? Chauncey and Skip. Oh, Chauncey. Skip, let's just go fucking look at these blackguards, and if we need to do what we need to do, we'll just take care of it. At that point, two ogres fucking uh, come tromping over the hill, wearing some kind of ragged khakis, bowler hats, and vests, and they look down the hill at you, and Chauncey goes, I, I, I don't know, Skip. I, I don't really, I don't rightly think that we need to mess with them. Oh, wait a minute. They've got a big chicken with them. I'm starving. Let's see if they'll sell us the chicken. That sounds like a good idea. And uh, they begin to make their way towards you. No, shut the fuck up. Wait, 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 wait. Do we, do we hear them? Their voices are kind of booming out as they, uh, they trudge across the field towards you. Fate, how much do you think we could get for the chicken? Exactly what I was thinking, Baba. And also, <laughs> Moyle, can you do that... Um, that thing that uh, uh, that clerics of your kind tend to do, where they uh, they send they find a way to generate a second version of themselves. Oh uh, yes, yes, I could do that. Wonderful. You're talking about duplicity. Would we even need to do that? We could sell them oil, walk away, and Moyo will come back. <gasps> this sounds like the perfect plan. That's true. But what if they eat him? Hmm. Um, <laughs> what if they eat him before they go that far away? Then some of them will come back. <laughs> I'm okay with this. At this point, I'm fine with this. <laughs> I, am, I am also okay with this, Baba. I don't hate the plan, but I also, I think Todd's on to something. I like Moyle's plan of uh, the casting the double. I guess it wasn't, wasn't Moyle's plan. <laughs> I think it was Baba's plan, but right? The, the problem is that they can't touch the double. How close are they now? Uh, we can see them. Okay, okay. Moyle, Moyle, stay quiet. Don't do the double. Hello, gentlemen. Allow me to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Skip, and this is my associate, Chauncey. I am uh, Chauncey Skipperton. This is Skipperton Chauncelot. Uh, it's very easy to get our names mixed up, and I really mainly do that in case at some point the DM had previously swapped our names and could explain <laughs> it away as by using the other name as our first name. So, on that note, uh, we are uh, uh, lost uh, travelers in your fine grassy plain here, uh, but uh, we are quite famished, and we notice you have a uh, a large anthropomorphic chicken with you, uh, and we would like to purchase said chicken uh, for the going rate. Uh, you know, I'd say offer them 10 gold and not to chop their fucking heads off, and that'll we'll call it even. Whoa. There we go. Good idea. Uh, we will offer you 10 gold and not to mash you into a uh, meaty paste, at which point uh, we will take the fine chicken. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, we'll cook him up right now, and we'll even share a portion with you to make it even more fair. Uh, uh, at, at this point in time, uh, Todd heard that they were threatening him. Uh, so he steps up and he, uh, just pulls his, just pulls out Echo just so that they can see that we mean business that he's packing and that they need to leave us alone. Persuasion check. And as soon as you pull Echo out, it goes, it's on motherfucker. <laughs> 
Bruce, roll initiative. Wait, I was trying to persuade them to leave. No, no, yeah, don't wave echo at people. It, <laughs> yep, that would be intimidation. Intimidation, yeah, yeah, this time. That's intimidation? Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. I tried. I tried. It's too late now. It's too late. I messed up. Go give me the in- intimidation roll just for shits and giggles. Uh, now, <laughs> here we go. Don't, wait, 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 wait. Oh. What? 21. What do you want? Don't you have something that lets you do? No, that's not you. Never mind. The, he does. The look at <laughs> medallion. It? I have charisma. I have charisma. Okay, never mind. Whatever. No, you don't have charisma. No, I have the thing. The thing that I have helps me with charisma checks. I have charm. Intimidation is a charisma check. It gives you advantage. See, I don't know. See, I didn't know that. Is it on your character sheet? No, is there I a thought... literal description of what exactly it does? On <laughs> Inventory. Look at me, medallion. Look at me, medallion. Uh, look at me, medallion. Look at me, medallion. One side yada, yada, yada. can be used in a long rest. The bear gets rid. Oh wait, it says persuasion or intimidation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, twenty-one. How about we just get to the fact that I did roll a twenty-one? It's all right. You, you did roll pretty <laughs> good. So go for go for the crit. Oh, all right then. I will. We'll make it twenty gold. Uh, and we'll call it. Uh, we'll call it even. We'll split him down the middle with you. I, I don't think you. I don't need any chicken. You can take all of the chicken. Oh, that's very generous of you. You people are very nice here. We appreciate it. We, you know, we were going through our neighborhood in uh, the the old Smoky, we call it, and this strange fog boiled in and pulled us through. And the next thing we know, we're in this swamp on the other side of that hill over there. Uh, me and uh, uh, Skip and our companions, uh, and you know, we uh, then we heard y'all. So Skip and I decided to come over and see what was what and that's when we noticed your fine chicken that we would um got all got the old taste buds a flapping did you say companions did i say companions <laughs> who's intimidated now oh little man i <laughs> 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 uh, will give you 30 gold for the chicken just because now we huddle up it's a Magic chicken, and you can only eat it after he's traveled uh, several miles in that direction. Did you just say a magic fucking chicken? Oh yeah. What makes it? What makes him so magical? He's worth a ton of money. I mean, oh, he's incredibly valuable, is he? Yeah, I mean, he lays golden eggs. You see them reaching back to their belts, and these big cleavers come out one in each hand. So, how magical and valuable is this chicken? You say then. <laughs> Uh, Magical enough that you should give us more gold before we hand him to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we... Or, or perhaps magical enough that we should just take him no. now and leave your bodies to sink in that pool of water over there. Now you're not being nice. Now... Well, no. Well, you know... Uh, mm, fake has whole person on both of them? Are ogres people... They're humanoid. <laughs> are they... What? But are they outside the size limitation for whole person? Not that I'm aware of. Can, can I cast a spell? Uh, well, no, we're going to go into initiative. I'm going to give you guys the uh, surprise round because of Todd's intimidation roll. Dang, I wanted to, like, touch them and cast light, and that would be my, my magical. Or I could pluck another armpit feather. <laughs> uh, real quick, somebody give me a, uh, we'll say Eldrin, give me a uh, D8 roll. Seven? Jesus, Okay. All right, so uh, give me an initiative roll then so that we know uh, what order you guys are going in for the for the surprise round. 21 for Eldrin. Eight. 
What the hell? <laughs> Eight for Todd. Six for me. Six for Baba. Thirteen. Thirteen for Moyle. Ten. Jesus, guys. <laughs> Maybe we get a surprise round. That's true. Yeah, you guys get the surprise round. Let me just roll their initiative. And then the other group's initiative. Oh, fuck. So 17 for the first group of ogres that are right up next to you. And 13 or 14 for the next group of ogres. Group of ogres? Yeah, you. he said our friends, remember? He said they were way far back, I thought. Well, I mean... I'm going to say they're 80 feet away back around that hill because it was kind of over the ridge. Um, so that's outer sights. It'll take them a couple rounds to get to you. Do they Have they heard us, though? Is it just these two guys that heard us? Oh, I'm sure on their turn, uh, Chauncey and uh, Skip will let them know what's going on. <laughs> See, if only I'm silence. Which means they have to die before then. So surprise round time. Eldrin, you are up first. You've got two gentleman ogres standing in front of you uh, with a big meat cleaver in each hand that they've pulled from their belts. What are you doing? Am I in melee range? No, we established you guys when you're walking single fire war. Baba, Fate, Eldrin, Moyle, Todd. They are gentlemen ogres. Cockney ogres. Mm-hmm. So arrange yourselves in the order that you would have been standing to have a conversation. I assuming they're to the north of us? I probably went up a little bit closer to intimidate. I probably was standing next to Baba. <laughs> Everyone stands next to Baba. <laughs> I, I definitely would be behind I'm, I keep antagonizing him, like, even though the charm has worn off. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. Ten of them. That's a lot of them. I think that's too many. I rolled a seven, and I see, yeah, that's... That seems like a little too many of them. Yeah, don't, 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 don't get hit. I just want you to know that. Don't get hit? Yeah. I get hit all the time. O- ogres hit hard. Ogres do hit hard. Ogres hit very hard. Good thing I have my hammers. Oh, never mind. Like all that ogres do. <laughs> what you're saying is, more get back and just heal. I have spirit. I have spirit guardians. Eldrin, surprise round because the uh, they were a little bit taken back by Todd brandishing a speak talking sword at them. I'm going to uh, move back uh, away from the group. All right, so you're going to back up to the southeast about thirty feet. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, use my hunter's mark to oh, it's my bonus action to mark the right ogre. Skip that would be skip. I'm going to mark skip with my hunter's mark, and I'm going to draw back my longbow and shoot him with it. A 21. 21 will hit. And I'm just going to do both attacks. 24 on the other one. Both of those will hit? Sure. So uh, the first shot hits him square in the shoulder. It kind of knocks him uh, back a little bit. And then the second shot, I go right for the gut. Hit him right in the belly button. And uh, that is a total of 25 damage. Skip, he shot me in my giblets, he did. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty decent pretty decent hit. A hit. I don't know why he got country real quick like y'all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's me. That ain't the ogres. I'm sorry. It's uh, Todd. Todd Tieflin. So, Moyle, you're up. Okay. Um, can I talk now? Yeah. Okay. You you can talk anytime. I don't. Uh, I will use uh, invoke duplicity. Okay. Oh shit. And uh, then that is your action for this round. That's my action, and then I will use 
Thaumaturgy. To just yell? Is Thaumaturgy an action or a bonus action? Cantrip, right? Isn't it? It's a cantrip, so when it... All cantrips are not bonus actions. Okay. So since since Invoke Duplicity is like a bonus action, that means I can do... No. It's an action to invoke it, a bonus action to move him. Mm. Summoning the illusion is an action. So that's it then. And Thaumaturgy itself is an action as well. All right. So cool. Do you want to... Yeah, I mean, I think you can move your, your dude. Oh, okay. 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 Then I will move one of my dudes, right? Just a little bit above him. All right, so you're going to summon a second magical chicken and have that magical chicken run past the skip uh, just a little bit to the other side of him. Yes, uh, my magical chicken will uh, also do, uh, he'll run and then dramatically turn around to face both of them okay. and uh, wave his, his chicken arms. And remember, they're glowing, so they will kind of catch their eye. They will think he's a golden chicken. A golden chick, if you will. Yes, okay. You are having your duplicate try and distract them. That will bring us to fate. What you doing? Probably gonna blow some shit up. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna just hit them with some good old simple magic missiles. How about that? Okay. Chauncey or Skip? Magical missiles. Uh, Chauncey's on the left, right? Directly in front of us? Correct. Yeah, Chauncey's catching all these magic missiles. First level magic missile. Okay. Three glowing darts of magical force erupt from my fingertips, uh, and all of them can chew, go to separate targets if I so choose, but I'm putting all three of them at this one ogre. And so he will take 13 points of force damage as I just kind of point three fingers directly at him. Like, you know, like... Um, uh, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho's spirit gun, except more the shotgun mode. Oh, nice. Okay. That's the fist. So wait, does he take 39 points of damage because it's three arrows, or is it just... No, no, it's 13 total. Yeah. And then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna back up. So if you were to split the, like, do arrows at different people, it, it splits the damage three ways? Okay. Yes. Each one of them is 1d4 plus one. Yeah. So it's like little, it's uh, like throwing three daggers out that always hit. So Fate does his requisite anime reference and then backs away. Yep. Todd. All right. So Todd's going to attack Chauncey. All right. With, uh, of course, e Echo. Right. 18. 18 will hit. All right. So of course, this is definitely a sneak attack. So there we go. Damage, 16. Okay. 16, not down. Not down. Not down. Okay. Um, yeah, I was told by a friend, don't get hit by these guys. So I'm actually going to take a step, a few steps back. Right, so you're going to use your bonus action to yep. use your cunning action bonus. to yeah. to prance away. Yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have to disengage, but are you going to dash away or what are you doing? Because he attacked him, he, he only he only moved five feet to get to him. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, his, his fancy footwork, he can prance away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not attacking with my offhand. You can, though, is the, is, is the point. Yeah, I, I, I can. I can. You're just choosing not to. Uh, yeah, I was told not to get hit by these guys okay sure so i'm not i'm not trying to get hit by these guys so are you dashing away with your bonus action is that what you're doing yes okay here we go as i go in there for my slashing blow then i kind of like boxing dance backwards and shuffle backwards to let them know i still got you and but i'm just gonna get to a better place a better, better position not a scamper it's a tactical retreat with the like <laughs> boxing foot shuffles tactical <laughs> 
<laughs> so Todd, you lunge forward, slash him, then boxing move back. Yes, I feel that's more like the WB frog. <laughs> oh, so is Queensberry rules. Is it in all right, then, horny boy? Oh no, horny boy. <laughs> what? And Bobby, you're up. Things talking about my my, my horns. <laughs> I will step directly forward and attack Chauncey, but I will rage before I do that. All right. 22. That's a hit. Go for the grid. And I'm going to se- second attack on him as well. 21. Also hits. All right. Y'all are going to start finding some pretty ragged shit. I'm going to tell you right now with those rolls. <laughs> fucking dragons wearing fucking cannons. <laughs> so I rage and then, you know, we go with the wide eye rage. My my ghost appear uh, to my left and right. And I charge in with the shield lifting it up and just like gut shots, just as many as I can get in cleanly. And I get, I get two gut shots in clean for 19 points of damage. Oh, he's like, he's, he's having trouble being coherent at this point. He's pretty hurt. You see Ethel again, golf clap you a little bit. Uh, so that will be the surprise round, which will bring us back up to the top of the order. So Aldrin, you're going to go, then it's going to be Chauncey and Skip's turn. Is Chauncey on the left? Skip is on the right. Chauncey's on the left. So I'm going to uh, kind of uh, run a little bit to the right and do it like a sliding like stop and then uh, shoot skips again after I turn on my planar warrior. Okay. Uh, So I will attack 12. We'll hit. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, And then 21 on the second attack. Two hits. All right. So I concentrate, shoot out my, my force arrow on the, First one will aim at the opposite shoulder that I hit last time to kind of knock him back off center the other way. And then I'm going to go right back to the belly button again and shoot him right in the right in his gut for 24 points of damage. He's trying to make my any extra any Chauncey. What is he doing? All right. Yes. Uh, Skip is not in great shape, but is still up. That will bring us to their turn. You hear Chauncey go, oh, cool. These, these guys are a little bit more fat. And then you hear him boom over his shoulders. Fellows, a little help here. We're headed your way. Then he steps forward and tries to grab Moyle and scoop him up. Mm. Oh, so Moyle 22, I'm assuming, is going to hit. Yeah. All right. So he's going to. Uh, mm clarification yeah so does he have disadvantage on that because i'm not sure if it's a grapple or or is that an attack it is a grapple yeah he is going to grapple him and try and scoop moyle up and run away with him okay how did he know that that was the right one well skip is stepping up to grab the other one on his turn so oh okay but it's going to be all of his turn i think to step forward and grab you and throw you over his shoulder this turn moyle what is grapple movement uh, when you move, you can drag or carry the grappled creature with you, but your speed is halved unless the creature is two or more sizes smaller than you, which is not the case. Uh, well, two, you would be two sizes smaller because he is a giant, technically, and you are a medium-sized creature model. So yeah, he's able to throw you over his shoulder. His movement is... 40, so it's going to be half. So you are going to get an attack of opportunity here, Baba, as he tries to move away. So go ahead and give me that roll if you choose to use your reaction for it. Baba! 21. That'll hit. Give me damage. 11. Oof, yeah, that'll actually take him out. So go ahead and call your shot as he goes to move away. 
so how did he how did he hoist Moyle? He stepped forward. He grabbed Moyle, scooped him up, uh, threw him over his shoulder like a uh, like one would carry a magical chicken back from market, and was turning around to head back over the hill. I see what he's doing and kind of getting out of reach. I like lunge at his back, stab him in the ass. <laughs> I try and lunge at, uh, at his back and I stab him in the spine and stop his movement and for 11 points of damage. Your pointed epidural takes him down. Yeah, he goes tumbling down. Uh, Moyle, you're used to going limp, quite frankly, so you uh, you were able to flop out of the way fairly easily. Skip for- steps forward and tries to grapple Dupla, Dupla Moyle. Il Moyle. And give, me, give me a good Moyle duplicate portmanteau. Doppel Moyle. Doppel Moyle. <laughs> Doppel Munker. The Moyle Ganger. Uh, and it's his arms pass harmlessly through him and you skip goes oh it's a, it's a trick it's a trap and starts to haul ass away and will then spend the rest of his turn running away um at which point it brings us to shit it brings us to the second batch of ogres turns so this group of other uh, ogres wearing a very similar kind of khakis, vests, and bowler hats. They very much look like a street tough gang from steampunk England, crest over the rise, and see Chauncey laying dead on the ground, a bunch of weird creatures, including a couple of magic chickens standing over his body, and Skip huffing his way back toward him, yelling, run away! Run away! And they had had pivot (laughs) and dash off. Now it is your turn, Moyle. Uh, I would like to cast a guiding bolt at uh, Skip. Okay. Fuck him up. <laughs> at second level. Okay, rolled it. Yeah, look at all that dice. There was a lot of dice. <laughs> not not too high. 13 points of damage. Uh, well, you get 11 to hit, which is exactly what you needed. 13 points of damage. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Call your shot then with your guiding bolt on Skip. So uh, as soon as uh, my uh, moil number two... Moyle number five, but uh, it's a Mambo number five, right? I approve the Mambo number five reference. I got it, and I enjoyed it. Uh, He, uh, through his uh, chicken fingers, he shoots out a uh, guiding bolt, uh, and it looks like like if a heat lamp broke, and it shoots towards Skip, and um, it fries his goose. Okay. <laughs> Through the power of the colonel, yes. blast a skip into oblivion. Oh, I was running away! And flops to the ground. The other ogres do not reappear, and that will conclude your conflict in the glade. Eldrin, give me another survival roll. All right. Let's try and wrap this up. Come the fuck on. <laughs> 16. Mm. Oh. Okay. Uh, give me a d20 roll. Oh. That's a, that's a one. That's, that's a one. one. Okay. There was some terrible stuff on some of these <laughs> throat leeches. Did, did you, I was about to say, did you just say throat leeches? What the? F- uh, give me a d100 roll there, Eldrin. 82. Ooh, hang on. God damn, I don't like the oof. Oh my God. This is, this is beautiful. Everybody give me a constitution saving throws. Ah, oh, shit. no. That's not beautiful. I don't know how that's beautiful. Sorry, guys. Nine. Ooh, that's not great. 22. What's up? Seven. That's not great. 18. That's a nat 20, boys. That's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it? Just how you roll those those fictional dice. Those meth rocks. 13. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Oof. <laughs> All right, so, okay, we will uh, reveal what that is later. (laughs) What? (laughs) So you guys trudge on through the day, 
move through another particularly murky and swampy portion that, again, is uh, more of a thick ooze than water. It's too boggy or it's too mucky to support the canoes. So you're, you end up kind of wading through again. And even with the waders, you can feel something sloshing into your suits every now and again, Eldrin and Todd. And you just in the back of your head, you think, oh, man, that's that's probably not good. Eventually, you are able to make your ways through and find your way back onto solid ground. And it is it feels like the, the ground starts to rise upward a little bit as if you guys are moving up towards another ridge, similar to the one that you encountered with the ogre. And as you crest that hill, the land kind of slopes down quickly. And as you survey the vista in front of you, you can see there's almost a strange levee that's been built up to form almost an artificial valley in a about a a 15 mile radius and and to create almost a, a bowl of dry land that's surrounded by the swamp and the muck and the murk that surrounds this little dry oasis throughout it. And in the center of this is this massive, massive willow tree. And, you know, a lot of times Moyle, when, and it's not just Moyle, a lot of times it's everybody. When you go back to places where you grew up and they seem smaller, and if you go back to the schools that you went to in elementary school, that sense of, oh man, this is the stuff, this is so much smaller or so much more tiny. There's that, there's that, disproportionate recollection between the nostalgia of your memory and then the the reality of the world in front of you. But you don't get that sense when you see the tree again, Moyle. And in fact, you you know this was smaller back when you were here at the last time. And it seems to have grown to almost a massive side. And I mean it, it is it is this huge towering willow that is easily 80 feet tall from the base of the roots to the peak, far out of the proportion natural proportions of any willow that you might normally feel and you recognize it despite the growth that it seems to have gone and whatever transformation it seems to have gone through that this is this is Gundren's tree and you know maybe it was everything that you've been through for the last couple of days that that got you off track with your orientation that you didn't realize that this is where you're headed but you've you found your way back to Gundren. Now, this doesn't appear to be your final dis- destination. The Wayfinder sharply turns east as soon as you crest over the ridge and then look down into the valley. And around the tree, and this is definitely new, is a cluster of makeshift tents, almost as if a village is in the early stages of springing up around this tree. It's still largely a cluster of tents and lean-tos and shelters that are half-constructed. Over on one side, you can see a grouping of about eight different types of motorcycles and dune buggy contraptions, like the ones that you saw on the highway, being worked on by a cluster of lizard men. Down in front of the tree in what appears to be a, a little market area, you see groups of goblins and kobolds and turtles uh, having a small farmer's market and trading their wares in some kind of barter economy. But you have by the grace of the pentahedron in this quest that you're on, found your way back to back to Gundren's home and, and to the Swamp Witch. And you can't really make anybody out from where you guys are out on the ridge. You're still far enough away that this is just kind of a cluster of people in the distance. But you see a tiny figure step out onto the porch moil. And even though you can't make out her features, even though you can't visually confirm it, you know you feel almost as if a line has been drawn to your spirit and that this is Gundren 
on the porch staring up at you. But even from here, you can see a sense that there's something a little bit dis- different. And, and one other thing happens at this point, and it's, it's with you, Eldrin. You don't even, you, you recognize something right away. You know, Dak would have pockets of forest where the fey energy would infuse into it and cause the trees to blossom or to sprout in in mysterious in mysterious ways. And that's one of the things that brought the lumberjacks to that area back, way back at Waypoint 13, is that mystical infused wood has some crazy properties, but it also causes the trees to do crazy things and grow, uh, you know, crystal leaves or uh, have bark in, in rainbow patterns or mysteriously glow with ghostly flames. And you can see through the incandescent uh, streamers, which drift down through the, the, the bowels of this, of this uh, giant willow, there's no question in your mind that this is a fey infused tree. And just in the back of your head, that core component of the spiritual magic, which makes you a, a horizon walker, that, that, that training to recognize the otherworldly, you get the immediate sense of the Fae and of something beyond. And that's where we'll end for the session. Oh, you know. They say you can never go home again, but it turns out if you have a magical wayfinder created by a fantasy mad scientist, that's not true. So suck it, them. Hey, it's the end of the episode, which means it's time to thank our Patreon supporters and show off what they get for supporting the Party of Five. So, don't use good yarn on bad conspiracies. Luke, Miles, Todd promises to pull your feet out of the quicksand first. Brian, Dreken, Eric, Ken, Korobainiki... Lady Kiva Lagos is my spirit guide. Zork Fox. Moyle promises to bestow upon you one golden armpit or crotch feather. Jogan, Saganadal, Thomas. Eldrin will be sending you a coupon for dance lessons in the We're All Safe Over Here dance. Yes, it's about as drunk dad at a wedding as a dance can get, but that's how much he appreciates your support. Bill, fate promises to remember you fondly. Because as is clearly shown by this episode, in any given situation, it's every man for himself and he's teleporting right the fuck out of there. Matt and resident alpha patron Lee, Baba would totally let you climb aboard his floating Yikola before salmon laddering you away to safety. And what are these fine, and yes, we absolutely mean fine in the most objectifying and pandering way possible, group of individuals get for their support? Well, access to special video content like the Challenge of the Challenge Ratings, a PvE survival slog to see who can last the longest against an onslaught of increasingly deadly creatures, the Hunter's Party, a supernatural rewatch show with a D&D homebrew twist. They also get extra world lore, episode outtakes, the MVP after show, swag, and even the chance to play with some of the Party of Five. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast for more details. But hey, we're in the holiday season. You got a lot on your plate. We understand if you can't support financially right now, but you can still help out the Party of Five. Please tell somebody about the show. Word of mouth is a huge part of the growth of a new show and you mentioning it to a friend, family member, or co-worker can make a huge difference for us. Nearly one in five listeners start a new podcast based off the recommendation of somebody they know. One in five. Losing that would be like losing one of the party of five. Like Todd. And who the fuck is going to try and stab his way out of quicksand if we don't have Todd? Seriously. So spread the word. We sincerely appreciate you helping get the word out. That's going to do it. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah.